Howdy, friends. This is Adam Ganser stopping by just to thank you so much for listening to us and all of our precious projects on the Small Beans Patreon. And if you have a couple extra bucks and haven't signed up for our $5 tier, I wanted to let you know there is some of the best entertainment anywhere on the internet just waiting for your listening pleasure. This includes episodes of I'll Show You Mine If You Show Me Yours, Spiel Boys, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and coming soon some very secret but very awesome projects we can't wait to show you. If you got the money and you feel like it, we'd sure love to have it. And thanks so much for listening to Small Beans. It's time for Dads now Look, it's all about dads I don't want you talking about anything but dads Cause it's all dads now Yeah It's inside dads I just lick my hands. I lick my hands to make sure. Before or after that the smack clap. is juicy. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like juicy that. slap. Slick it slicking slick and slapping. Lick it and slapping. Danger <laughs> and drunk voice. <laughs> licking and slapping. This is how this is how this episode started, Gabe. I'm thinking about including it. I'm gonna be honest. We just we just slated. That's how we sync up audio. And Dave refuses to not lick his hands before he slates. They're gonna so get he... slapping. <laughs> That's how you say it. Slapping. Oh, this is already unhinged. We got licking and slapping. Uh, you have stumbled upon the podcast Inside Dads. We have returned for episode six, mm. uh, and. I'm Abe Epperson. I'm joined by David Bell. And I'm here bringing the energy of Alan Rickman. Yes, because that's, you are. That's it's it's we're listen, we're we're we got we got an unhinged Alan Rickman. Uh what do you what else are you gonna do? You know? It's so good. And if you haven't guessed already, we said it in the last episode. It's weird that you would guess. It's weird to guess. Because <laughs> weird to guess. the title is on the podcast. Well, some people I don't know. I don't know what their deal is. I don't know. Don't what act their like you know these either. people. Point is, we're talking about Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, and this is the show where we talk about, everyone's aware of the meme, the dad movie, what a dad movie is, and Dave and I both realized fairly early in a a relationship here that we have, we both love dad movies, we love watching them, talking about them, and uh, we're trying to isolate the internet's version of what a dad movie is, so obviously there's things that tropes that have been pointed out online like patriotism action adventure sex prizes underdogs things like that but we were like you know what that's just details and things that we see in dad movies is there a way to actually find a unified field theory can we isolate it to a genre can we identify the themes like what what really makes a dad and what is hollywood saying is a dad and uh, neither of us are dads technically, but I think we're pretty damn close. Um, so, yeah. I'm, yeah, that, I'm getting there. You know, I'm a cat is. daddy. Abe. You are a cat daddy. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. That's, uh, you know, that's something to be proud of, I guess. You understand responsibility. I even do. Even though you have children who are, like, basically. I take them out for sports. Yeah, but they don't care about you. They're soulless. Oh, they have no souls. None whatsoever. Um, It's tough to fall in love with something like that. Yeah. 
So uh, how about them Robin Hoods, Abe? I, I um, listen. I, I like you. I'm sure I grew up with this film, um, and it's a film that, like, the older I get, the more I'm like, this is a silly film. Like, uh, so silly. My my revelation this time was like. Why didn't Christian Slater play Robin Hood? Like, it's very funny. This is from the era where block, people in blockbusters could lurk, look 40 years old. Like, oh, this is man. this is a blockbuster action movie. This is like the Avengers, only it stars just a middle-aged dude. I looked up, he's 35 it's, in this, which is younger than I am now, but it's old. He looks he looks 50. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's got, he's got, he's been sunburned so often. He's such a dad. Like, he's he, just... He, it's dad it's, it feels like a dad cosplaying like he's not even doing the accent um and then meanwhile yeah. it, it really does feel like like a dinner theater cosplay where everybody around him is really doing like they're pushing it you know they're like doing the fucking roles right. the villains in this film are single-handedly carrying it like every oh, single yeah. villain Alan Rickman. yeah no no and his Kevin little Costner, cousin there this is the, the height witch, of costume you know? mania yeah. Uh, you know, everyone loves this brand of ruggedness and it's like all the charm of like Bo Bridges and the wizard. Like it's ridiculous to me how he's like doing, he's just oh, like yeah. a salty dog kind of. He's doing know? okay. He's doing okay. I, I like Kevin Costner personally. I do. But it, it's always that thing where you watch him and you're like, again, Christian really? Slater's right there. Him? And I'm like, yeah, lovable rogue part. That's a Christian Slater role. Christian, that's, like they keep saying, yeah. they keep saying like Robin Hood, weren't you that spoiled young rich kid? And it's like, he doesn't look like a spoiled young rich kid. He's 40. Like <laughs> he, he, he looks like he has a spoiled rich kid. Exactly. Yeah. Like he, do, I mean, he doesn't even look like that rich, you know, like it yeah, just looks like he's, he's. He's he looks one, like just some fucking guy. Like that's it. This Robin Hood is one step away from instead. Like he doesn't wear a hat. He doesn't he looks wear the like Robin he Hood works, hat. Yeah, he, he looks, looks like looks he like wears he a trucker the, hat. Yeah, he looks like he works at the fucking docks. And like yeah. again, nothing wrong with that. That's a specific type of role that you then give that actor. But it's it feel, clearly felt like it was like an ego piece for Kevin Costner, who's like, I right. want to be the lovable rogue Robin Hood. And it's yeah. like, I don't know about that, man. Again, it's like, no. Antonio Banderas plays Zorro. Yeah, you don't play Robin Hood, dude. And like, here's the thing: is he could like he could play it. Like I I got the vibe from the opening of this. They're trying to be Indiana Jones. Oh yeah, um, and uh, like that's the funny thing. He could be an Indiana Jones type. Totally. He just Robin Hood is a very specific like haha swashbuckling. You know, I am a fancy man. Apparently, this role was offered to Carrie Elways, who said no. Total makes sense. <laughs> and then did you know Men in Tights, where it's like that's who Robin Hood is. It's again no offense to Kevin Costner. He can be an adventure man. Um, yeah. He, just not this one. Well. I, it works on me, man. That's all Look, I this know. This movie is fucking gold. It's pure gold. It's so good. I would just argue that the movie is almost single-handedly carried by Alan Rickman. And honestly, can't sleep on Michael Wincott doing the voices of all voices. Yeah, just the the raspiest, just sandpaper and gravel just, yeah. just rubbing against each other. Also, there's just a lot of good craftsmanship in this movie. Can yeah. I say, one of the all-time scores... And oh, I'm not yeah. even talking. They got they got all the awards for everything I do. I do for you. 
uh, the Brian Adams thing that plays at the end of all the credits because that's how movies were made in the 90s. Is that Very dad song. love song, by the way. But, Everything I do, I do it for you. It's yeah. like one of the most basic fucking love songs. Exactly. And yeah. it's all from that perspective. But like, that song is so fucking triumphant. Oh, yeah. The horns fucking. Again, cool. I think they had an Indiana Jones. They were like, we're going to do totally. Indiana Jones. But this is much like every Robin Hood cursed, uh, where it's like, we don't need Robin Hood, the story, unless he's a fucking, you know, a cartoon fox. We're good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In fact, that's something I wanted to mention before we kind of start combing through the movie, which is that Robin Hood in general, like the fable, the folk story, is one right. of the most dad tales we actually have. It's all about the underdog <laughs> crew with higher more, more like principle. It's about how taxes are bad. It's, yeah. It's so it's libertarian as fuck, dude. Yeah. This movie at its core is about two neighbors fighting about property and how they'd hate taxes. That's pretty much it. And it's like, there's, yeah. that's the daddest thing ever. Right. And I mean, we have a bunch of tales that are like corruption in the system fighting like but like Star Wars, it's like, let's fight the big bad. Let's kill the um, let's kill the 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 Death Star kind of concept. But it it's focused on this movie is more focused on protecting the countryside and like redistributing the wealth in a just way. Like that's very important to the Robin Hood myth. So that's and that's something as we've kind of gone through this podcast we know is like what daddy's dream of is being the man to bring justice to you know the region um it's not just a hero tale but it's also like my brand of goodness will inspire other people to do the thing yeah um and that is kind of a part of that robin hood myth and it's exactly what they do in this movie is that he's just apparently he's so charismatic that we just have people like Morgan Freeman, Azim, who's just like, I fight for Robin Hood. Right. <laughs> you know, like, Which you would should again, do. work better if he was like a Christian Slater type who is just like a little Maybe. more witty. I, 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 uh, I don't know. I mean, again, I, I love this movie, but this movie was a commercial failure, wasn't it? I could have sworn it was, but maybe it, I'm wrong. I mean, I think it was. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. It's kind of if I feel like it's kind of got a lot of money from residuals. It was on TV all the time. Oh, no, no, that's not that's not no, right. At it, all. Was, it was a commercial it was the success. second highest grossing film of 1991. Yeah, it was I behind Terminator that. 2. Yeah, I thought, yeah, I guess it's because it's not really ever talked about in well, that way. They, yeah, yeah they, no, did, we're totally they, did, wrong. they did the right thing. Uh, good, good choice. Of Costner Kevin Costner was bankable, dude. Costner was the right choice. I think what it is more of like, there's always this story and it's 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 Tom's story, but it's so funny that he watched this movie with Marina, um, his wife, who is a bit younger um, and she was just like, and watching like baffled, like, so he was a movie star, like that, <laughs> that feeling where it's like, when you look back on this brief window of Costner, it really is just feels like some guy who like won the lottery and got to be in movies like for like a few years. And everybody was like, we love Whoa. him, which this is, is very Costner funny. Erasure. I know it's very funny because I don't have that feeling of Kevin Costner. Him in Field of Dreams, but for I example, s- I think is be- he's great in it. He's but perfect. I totally see. Uh, I totally see how someone who's younger and didn't experience Prince of Thieves in particular, I think at that time. But this is, it's what makes him one of the ultimate dad actors because he looks just like somebody's dad. And this yes. is this goes back to an era that I believe is better than now, which is that like you watch 
movies now, everybody is like fucking eight pack, just like tight, swole supermodels. Um, Mm -hmm. even the old people look young, which is like this. It's like, he just looks like a human. Yeah. (laughs) And he's just a little barrel chested. Like there's a sex appeal somewhat, but it's like a rugged, real cowboy sex appeal where it's not like you're yoked or anything. Right. Again, I do think it's weird to have him play Robin Hood, but I do think the appeal of Kevin Costner himself is no different than someone like, I don't know, like Mel Gibson at the time, which obviously he lost his appeal for various reasons. Um, but like that's how we used to do this type of action hero exactly and i think there's something to be said like you're mentioned like the douglas fairbanks of it all where it's like robin hood is a rogue there's a reason he's played by a fox in the walt disney uh he i wouldn't say that kevin costner is a fox you know um but like he doesn't have that like archetype where he's like smooth and charismatic in the way i mean he kind of plays it up in this movie but he's more of just like you're just going to do good. Grab it by, grab it by throat and yell at, at the problem until it goes away. That's again, uh, like Robin hood. Isn't like if we're paying D and D, he's not a barbarian character, right? You know? And that's the thing is he's a Carrie Elway's type, which is why they try to get Carrie Elway's. He's slick. He's, he's nimble. He's sneaky. Um, and Kevin Costner does just, he doesn't, exude those things i think the movie works though i love like, this I still movie think i that fucking the movie love plays... this movie alan rickman is a fucking he's just a legend and this film he oh improvised so much i'll cut your heart out with a spoon cancel christmas those are all his improv improvisations they offered him this movie several times and he only accepted when he was allowed to make changes because he thought it was it was a lame character, and I, I, I do believe there's so much talent behind this film. I do believe that without Alan Rickman, this it was movie forgotten. Would, it was yeah. yeah. This movie would have been even like more like it would have been completely forgotten. He's, I don't. Yeah, I'm not even sure right. it would have done as well. He is stealing every fucking minute of this movie. It's not just the improvs, man. It's every line is a meal. Close the yeah. gate. Amazing villain. Yeah. Amazing villain. I feel like every time they said cut in the room everybody went holy shit <laughs> like everybody just like yeah. burst into laughter he is of just joy doing circles around everyone yeah. and it's great it's just fantastic even yeah. the way he dies is just like yeah that's all-time death drooling you know? fucking what a oh what a beautiful oh, asshole so beautiful what hans fucking gruber man yeah just what a what and a again, treasure it makes sense why the studios were like no that's our sheriff Nobody else can play this role like he can. Like, yeah. and he was fairly new. Like, he wasn't it's, that well known. And they were like, absolutely not. We need fucking, we need Alan Rickman for this. And, he, and the, it was the best decision that this movie made. Yeah. Um, I always feel like Alan Rickman, whenever he's in a role like Snape or Hans Gruber, you're like, yeah, there's no one else who could have done this. Like, he is, there's no one else. Let's 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 start doing this chronologically and let's just get into real get real deep inside the stad. Let's yeah. get inside the stad. That's the name of the segment. So from jump historical text at the beginning. And it's very dad movie in that it's telling a fake story like it's true. Yeah, that's so great. <laughs> Which just yeah. feels very dead. Telling a story that's not true, but pretending it is. We're in prison. It's Jerusalem. Uh, we get we meet a Robin Aloxley, our Kevin Costner, and yep. uh, 
and he's going to get his hand cut off for theft. Hey, sta- yeah. like standard Robin Hood shit. Uh, and, but he pulls the chain at the last moment, causing the executioner to cut off the hand of the guy who I guess holds Costner's hand. That's not a job. Mm-hmm. But the point is, it's the old bait and switch, which shows that he's an out of the box thinker. He's using that guile that we keep talking about. He cu- like opening image. We're like this guy. We, we, we know how he operates. This is just textbook yep. dad. Meanwhile, it also begins. Uh, it's war in the Middle East, which no matter what era yep. that's a that's a dad film thing um mm-hmm. morgan freeman is there which i realized that a big dad film almost a rule is that it features morgan freeman as a side character <laughs> not There's as a, a lead um, not as a lead he no. ne- he needs to be kind of the uh friend the helpful friend yep in this case a very problematic situation that he is a magic yeah. dark-skinned friend he's supposed to be middle eastern um he swears an oath because robin hood frees him and it's it's again it's the his, it's what we said master commander it's the dad historical film that racism not a big deal no Not big, a big deal. deal. Few yeah, bad apples, but like, it, yeah. yeah, and and he's like, no, I want to act like your slave. You see, and it's yeah, like, you see, All right. I owe you my life. That's my code, in fact. And yeah. so we already have this kind of code, uh, code daddies. You yeah. know, like I, their integrity is based off them doing what they say. Yeah, um, and we see that from both uh, daddies. So yeah. again, fair, it's in- another multiple daddy film. In fairness to this film, one thing they do in this film that not a lot of films this time or any do is the Middle Eastern character um, is seen as superior technologically. And I really enjoyed that. That they are actually like telescopes and shit. Yeah. Where he's just like, you guys are the fucking you guys are bullshit you're the caveman like i you know like i yeah i, I love that shit. i can do gunpowder i'm I like love, from the future the, the, you're talking about that one sequence where he makes the telescope and he's uh shows robin he shows costner and uh yeah. and i love that robin shakes it like he thinks the there's little men inside the telescope yeah what a what a fucking loser uh, what an asshole it. yeah I, what a sh- fucking asshole not to derail us but like i had a thought about this movie and i know why obviously you can't do this Morgan Freeman should have been the main character because his his journey is way more fascinating because yes. he's in a strange new place. He's on an Indiana Jones adventure. And I love how much of this character or this movie he spends standing and just watching like crazy white people and just being like, because <laughs> he goes to England. Robin Hood is like, you know, we got out of the war. Everything's great. You're going to meet my family. And instead, he's just thrown into this ridiculous fucking drama. And he's mm-hmm. just sitting the whole time like, Jesus fucking Christ, like, get your shit together. Get your shit together. Uh, yeah. Well, like any good movie, though, it also early on, there's a tragedy. Uh, yep. It's a dad movie. And the House of Loxley, basically granddad Loxley, who's, by the way, I don't know the actor's name, but he's like a Kroger band, brand like Orson Welles. Yes, he uh, he's killed by Alan Rickman and his merry band of clansmen slash devil worshippers. A daddy and, death. And they're assuming that Robin, that Costner's dead in Jerusalem somewhere. So the house is now over and they take all their stuff and they take his castle. So we see that kind of preamble right before we arrive in England. And what's like the first, I mean, there's a few things that happen, but one, one that I highlighted is that Costner and Freeman... Like pretty early on, Costner finds some mistletoe and they just talk about how much they both fuck. Yeah. Well, so there's a few things. Um, One, Morgan Freeman is in jail for fucking too good. Um, Yeah. 
Uh, there's reverence. He kisses the land when he gets there. Reverence yeah. for the country, the bigger system, right? The bigger, Again, the taxes yeah. aren't the problem. It's how they're taxing. He also says good will overcome trust in that at one point. So there's this reverence for justice, for the yep. balance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, Just uh, playing the hits, man. Yeah, and then yeah, Morgan Freeman insists on this this oath that's reverence or maybe he just hates his family i like noted that where it's like maybe he just didn't want to go home um uh yeah i owe you my life that's it yeah and uh yeah and so like it's it's all of this mixed together right and yes they fuck good they both they fuck, fuck good. real good their They've dicks work had so many sexual exploits guys we know how strong their penises are um yep. and then they stumble upon a boy being chased by Nottingham's men for stealing a deer from no like, that land. And we get Guy. We get Michael Wincott. Yeah, we Rickman's do. like lieutenant. Doing a voice. Doing a... Uh, just awesome. Uh, tells his men to kill Costner when he realizes, oh, you're Robin Loxley? Well, we like killed your family, so you should probably die. And we understand that Costner just won't take shit from anyone. And he tackles a horse, Dave. Yeah, he does. He also, is this the part where he crossbows two dudes holding yes, swords? Yes, he does. Which is very funny. And then he throws the crossboard in the face of a third guy, which is yeah. very funny. And then, yeah, he tackles a horse. Which is he, very... he, he just undoes these men. Like, Wincott is just like, oh, fuck, and just bails. Because yeah. he just goes. And he's like, Khan, Azim, you can, you know, your life debt can be paid right now. He's like, no, he just. took out four guys in like less than uh, three seconds it's insane um and then we get this little uh scene after where it's kind of like he's unpacking what just kind of happened and he like he kind of tells well actually he tells wincott he's like is it not a greater crime to starve a family yada 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 um he saves the boy and this boy is a little tyke. He didn't just kill a deer, Dave. He apparently killed hundreds of deer. Yeah. Think about that. He is like Runs 11. Off. Yeah, he's deer Hitler. And like he, uh, <laughs> like, I mean, he might just be like spinning a yarn, you know, but he, yeah. uh, judging from when we learn more about him, I'm like, no, I believe this kid's slaughtering I believe this deer. kid is probably has like a daily hunting. quotient. The crime is hunting. Is it a crime to hunt? You know, yeah. that's very dad, right? Come on. That's yeah. very like, well, let's get in my pickup truck and play some country music, right. dad. Get your hands off my rights. Again, um, because what they're trying to do here is they're taking the story of Robin Hood and they're like, listen, there's nothing less dad than being British. We established this. Um, <laughs> and like like Master and Commander, they had to find a way to like tone that down. So Robin Hood is a manly American speaking man his accent i mean he non-existent, tries and he he's tries like, for a yeah. bit and he's like and he gives up on his he accent. does and yeah. it's like you know hunting man we will we love our hunting <laughs> we love we love our hunting we love and country we love our freedom. and we love freedom and hunting. Yep, i want to just walk around you know my land and know it's my land and yep. no one can take it and that's our dicks the important work. part yeah and it's and it's a good it's it's a good dream you know it's just that's that's what we're feeding into the daddy culture is we're saying, this is what it means to be a dad. Yeah. And that's what Hollywood was saying. Um, and we get the strong sense of good and evil, which is actually like when we look at dad films in general, they're not that complex. A lot of them are good versus evil oh. or at least adversary versus like important guy. Yeah. And again, Alan Rickman knew the assignment because this yes. movie, there is no gradient like no, he's this. These are the evil people. These are the good people. Yeah, there is he's dressed no one in, in between. black. 
His castle's all dark. He's doing something with that woman. I believe yeah. he is fondling her. So the first women we meet in this movie, I just have to note, is yes. a sex object and a literal witch. A literal witch <laughs> who likes to watch him fuck. Yeah. I assume women he his, steals his from mommy, villages. His mommy servant witch. Um, oh my god, dude. Yeah. And again, I loved this movie when I was a kid. I wanted a castle with a fucking bog in it so oh, bad. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, snakes. he has a basement bog. It's an indoor bog. It's just got like fucking snakes and bats just crawling around. You got it's a summoning table. You yeah. just get up to the weirdest shit. Yeah. I love that... Um, Sorry, going back to the morals, like it's literally about stealing to do good something like good things and there's no moral gradient can't stress that enough it's right. very funny like they don't convey any of the people who steals from as being remotely good um they're I love all it. pansies yeah. who deserve it or just despicable human and beings Alan who Rickman deserve it here is setting up okay i'm the villain here i am fondling worst. a young woman and with my witch like curse that robin of loxley i'll get yeah. him I'll and you're like got you. it got it you're the bad guy no question. And he's right. like, you know, he's like a little kind of, he's not a daddy type, you know, he's not rugged. He's, he's like a little snake. Um, he's a snake. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also magic is real in this universe, albeit very yes. tame. The witch calls the whole movie. She reads the bones and then she's like, yeah. I see our death. And right, she knows which, that Azim is going to kill her. If you show this to someone who didn't know the story, they might make the mistake based on the opening title stuff that this is a historical film of some sort. Yes. <laughs> and this might be the first thing to like, you know, give you a hint that maybe it isn't. Maybe yeah. There is in fact, curses. There's light magic where it's like, they've been foretold. Yeah. She knows about Morgan Freeman. She knows that they're here to kill, kill them. That's right. And she's like, we're already fucked. I love that the whole movie, she's like, we're so fucked. <laughs> yeah, she's like, they're coming. And it's yeah. and then and then she's also like, the, like, not only is he here to fuck our shit up, he's the preamble to the real threat, which is King Richard's coming back from the uh, fucking crusades yeah. and going to fuck up. Daddy, every, the everything. biggest daddy of them all. Oh, Will he's be. at the end of the movie, baby. Yeah. Uh, and how do you I, have I, Daddy Robin Hood? Well, you know how. Yep, yep. And it, what he's referencing here is the movie ends with a wedding ceremony for Robin Hood and Maid Marian, who uh who the fuck rolls in as King Richard or King Richard? King Daddy Sean Connery. Sean Connery, yep. Rugged sex beast that humanity yeah. had at this point. They he shows up, up slaps <laughs> a few dames around. He gets a little smooch tax. That's a little from, smooch tax. Uh, Mary Elizabeth Master Antonio. Uh yeah, he's just he's just a He's just a fuck beast. Um, mm -hmm. Anyway, uh, that's yeah, that's what. So she knows the witch knows. And the, so we kind of have this reality where there's a little bit of magic. Um, but here's the thing. Uh, Robin basically arrives at home and to his castle, the castle Loxley or whatever. And he finds his dead dad strung up. Uh, and as well as Duncan, the family Duncan, the loyal yeah. servant who now comes without eyes. Otherwise uh, known as Blinken in the original story. <laughs> in the, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, so free blind guy, I guess. But yeah. um, crewing up is in kind of key to most dad movies. Like there's, we kind of talked about this last time. It's kind of falls in two categories. You have lone wolf daddy movies and you have the crew up. 
Um, and so there's right. a little bit of, uh, you know, he's, they got a Duncan now. It's there's their the ranks are swelling. Yeah. Um, it's really funny that he keeps going to Morgan Freeman. Like, don't worry, we got uh, you're, you're going to be taken care of. You're going to have a nice bed. Uh, the, you know, we're good. And then it's just one tragedy after the next that just keeps yeah. unfurling as Morgan Freeman just watches from a distance. Like this guy does not have his shit together. <laughs> no, he does not. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and then next he goes because he's like, well, I don't have a home so i'll go to like a childhood friend that i know which is lady marion's castle and boy oh boy this sequence we can unpack hell uh, yeah because she's a childhood friend and soon to be sexy prize but they do this thing where they make robin think that she's not a sexy lady no. but rather he has she has her servant pl- poses her and she's not sexy and at she's all. Not sexy. And he's polite a... about it. He's polite and he's about so it. So kind. He's like, time has been kind to you, madam. And yeah. but nope. Guess what? She was sexy the whole time. Fake out. Uh, ninja and... attack. Ninja attack. Sexy ninja attack. She's badass. Um, and here's the thing. This mm-hmm. is the funniest thing about this character. They're like, we want guys like tough women, right? Right. Uh, so let's make her badass. So she fights them, and she almost wins. Um, yes. And then for the rest of the film, nothing. <laughs> no yeah, fight in her. She's like, oh uh, no. She's like, Robin, help. Like, yeah. she, the way they convey this, she could Jesus body Christ. Alan Rickman. She could, she could stab him. Yeah, yeah, she could eliminate him to the point that I had remembered it wrong when he gives him her the knife. I was like, she uses that to kill him, right? Like, and she no. stabs him right now, right? <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's so pointless that they introduce it they want to have their cake and eat it too they're like guys like a badass wait lady let's give a little something for that but But then she also has to be a damsel in distress for the rest of the film exactly exactly it's like what is the point of this well the point i mean it's there is no point it's a bad point but there i think the point is you see how they maneuver it because when he burns her armor because she's the way this is all hidden is she's in like this black armor right um and he burns her arm with a candle wick and when she lets out like a feminine scowl he stops fighting yeah he's like oh no don't fight women. Exactly. Women shouldn't be in battle. That's the thing I think that is about the daddiness right. of all of this is that it's important that women are taken out of the fight, even right. though, which is crazy, uh, women who are not sexy can fight like that. You can fight. Yeah. And, you know, I want to save my they children. Do have a lady, a, yeah, they have but, a woman. Yeah. yeah. But, but she's this. like a barbarian type. She's like, I'm, I can swing a hammer type. Right. And, but it's so weird because Mary Elizabeth, like late Ma- uh, maid Marion is literally like a ninja. So it's like, what the fuck are they trying to say? Right. Here? What, well, again, it's what are they setting up? I thought they were setting something up here. And then mm-hmm. he's just like, Oh no, it's a woman who doesn't know her place. Like, let's, let's set this straight. And then for the rest of the film, she is just a damsel. And it's, it's such a weird, it's such a weird way to introduce a character that then is doesn't get to do anything action wise. Like that's right. so weird. It's so fucking weird. She, Even um, though she can hold her own. She can like lie with the best of them. Like she tells like when they're escaping, she tells Wingcott like they're stealing my horses. I don't know what's going on here. I'm not friends with them. Like yeah. she is competent in all levels of like, fucking with these uh, oppressors yet she just doesn't do any of it in the movie yeah um 
it, it's very it's it's very weird and then so we have this conversation where we learn that he he was a spoiled billy, bully as a kid mm-hmm. she says like you used to burn my hair um yeah and again i still contend better for like a christian slater type who looks like a fancy man yeah. um and he says he's been changed by war and pr- prison. That's how yes. a man grows. That's how a daddy grows. Through war trauma. and or prison. Trauma. And th- severe trauma. Then he steals her horse and slaps her on the ass, to which I thought, well, isn't that still just a bully? <laughs> but no, yeah. he's a rogue now. He's which a rogue and he's different and it's than sexy a bully. Time. Also, uh, to, at the conclusion of the fight, when they like find out, oh, your your maid Marion is who I'm fighting, uh, she takes that moment to kick him in the nuts, which I think is important because this movie is fascinated with dicks and nuts, just oh, yeah. like most dads dad movies. But I just wanted to, uh, you know, earmark that one because that that's an early one. Yes. Um, they get away on horses, the first car. Yeah, uh, and they make for Sherwood Forest, which of course is haunted by poor people. Now, here's the <laughs> thing: it is guile and standing up to the thing that others won't do that really makes for a premier dad. Oh, right? the henchmen we, are like, "Oh no, it's haunted!" Uh, no, and he's like, "I'll do it. And I'm not scared of anything." Yeah, using his wits, he determines that it is in fact wind chimes that, that <laughs> goes. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, "Really? You're not even Scooby <laughs> doing this?" Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and there's a moment wind where chimes. That, uh, there's a moment here where it made my daddy sense tingle a bit because Wincott tries to lure Costner out of the woods by talking about how he's like, your dad screamed like a stuck pig. Yeah. And, um, and Morgan Freeman has to like calm Costner cause Costner's about just to go as hard as a motherfucker. Of course. Uh, <laughs> but he's restrained. And that's another dad thing, right? It's about getting angry and showing it when someone like betrays a principle or someone is being wrong, right. but it's also about restraint. It's about having the capability to restrain your anger because you're just a ball of fire and you need to be contained. Yeah. All dads have an anger in them and they need to repress and they know that uh, this oh, is yeah. key. This is key daddy psychology right now. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's, uh, you know, like being a dad, part of it is not hitting a man at Olive Garden. You have to know not yes. to. You have to know not to hit a man in Olive yeah. Garden, even though he's being an absolute asshole. Exactly. Uh, and and again, serves. this is, yeah, it's it's a neighbor dispute. It's daddies versus like bad guys. Like I would argue Alan Rickman and Michael Wilcott and like all these freaks, they don't, they don't represent dads. They're not bad dads. They, to me, is what happens when a dad meets a dad, a, 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 an un- undad, a childless man who is of age, of dad yes. age. That's yes. what it is. They have no honor. They have no dadness. So it's like, what do you do when you deal with like a, a bully like this? An evil undad type. Yeah, who has no responsibility or people, you know? Right. It's it's the wild hogs of it all, right? Yeah, for sure. For sure. So like it's that where it's like these guys are the evil versions because they're not daddies. Um, and then we get into a fight sequence that is entirely around not wanting to pay a toll. Which is very sad. <laughs> I love it. I fucking <laughs> love it. A bridge toll. And then we have this fighting for honor stuff. This boys will be boys. So like we have fun violence versus bad violence, right? So like mm-hmm. he meets little John and all the fucking merry men, Will Scarlet. Um, and they're, they're like, you got a rich boy. You got to pay a toll. You need that amulet you got. And he's like, this is my dad's. It's worth 
everything so he's like i'll have to fight you for it and it's a very again honorable like yes me and you will fight no dirty fighting insane uh they're outnumbered by like 30 to 2 but of course everyone has a code and so we learn about little john and this group of merry men that they have they respect and have integrity yeah i also just want to note they they do this whole thing where they're trying to figure out how to cross the river never does the film shoot the river in a way that it doesn't look shallow crossable yeah yeah like they it never looks deep um and that's a problem but yeah so they do yeah fun violence boys will be boys also outdoor fighting is something boys did you know yeah. fighting by the brook um and yep. if you fight well everybody loves Scraps. you and it's a scrappy battle too yep he's underestimated i mean it is a costner film so he's not he's not gonna be finesse is not how he's gonna beat you yeah. he's gonna beat you by you guessed it hitting little john in the balls exactly after everybody thinks he drowned to which i always thought morgan freeman's character should have been like oh shit and like quietly left because he was supposed to protect him and that's embarrassing if he just lets him drown but yeah (laughs) Yeah. it's like honor thing he's like i can't you know i can't help you here and yeah he gets him in the balls and then little john can't swim and they all laugh about it they commiserate about the fight and then here's a sequence that it like blew my mind because like I knew I have this movie memorized from a chat from my childhood, but it's crazy how it almost like reset my brain um, because he hits him in the balls and then little John says, you got balls of solid rock. And then it literally cuts to later that night where the group is around a fire and yep. we join like in media's rest of a dude telling a joke about his huge dick. Yep. So there's like a two minute sequence in this movie that is just like, uh, just dicks being referenced. Let's so talk often. about our genitals, our, yeah. our dad genitals. By the way, the guy who's telling the joke about his huge dick, his name in the movie is bull. <laughs> absolutely it's just just pure testosterone and and even bigger balls uncomfortably large balls (laughs) just 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 painfully large nobody likes his huge balls (laughs) nobody uh and yeah that that's the kind of that's what the men of sherwood forest are like they're peaceful loving people who love to talk about their dicks and balls yep well scarlet uh, christian slater is like i don't like you but i won't explain why and then he's like i'm gonna be all your daddies i'm gonna lead you well i'm gonna give a speech about freedom yeah and also he he does this there's a nice little segue because he's got morgan freeman there and they're like they're sharing with robin but they're like uh should we drink with the black guy because <laughs> they're all racists right you know, it's the his it's history Again, after this all. Is, yeah and then he's like don't be racist and they're like you're right don't you're be right. racist welcome yeah <laughs> so racism th- solved and i think it's important once again it's that the way in which the daddies solve the problems is there's guile and stuff like that for physical conflict but when it comes down to it his daddiness improves their daddiness like he is showing them how to be better. And that's something that all dads really want is they want to be the patriarch and they want to be the one where it's like, well, how should we act? Uh, like give us the Cardinal North. They want to be Cardinal North. Yeah. So and it's bad. very, it's very daddy to be like, Hey, racism is bad when it's overt and obvious. <laughs> what about microaggressions like i don't know what you're talking about and i'm angry at you for all bringing i it know up. is we can be better it's yeah, very exactly. politi- politician it's very like yeah obviously <laughs> but yeah. it's obvious one of racism that, is bad 
Yeah, but it's one of those things where it's seen as this is a form of integrity because the people around him are worse. And yeah. so he's and he's making them better is the important part. Yeah. But yeah. And now, Christian Slater, Kevin Costner have this son brother thing going. Uh, and he's yeah. like you mentioned a teenage. He's like an angsty teenager. He's like, you're a rich boy and you don't know me. Um, and yeah, there's something up. You know, and Costner up. is like, I'm going to try to look, I'm going to love you and make you accept me. It's prime daddy relationship because it's like, that's the thing about male relationships and bondings is that sometimes it's, uh, it really is nebulous because it's like, you're the big brother, but you're also the father role. It's kind of both because it's just like male a big, figures. Yeah, the big emotional daddy daddy thing that happens. And they do it in this and they do it in a lot of movies, which is what I call cry head butting. Mm-hmm. When they like yeah. press their heads together and like grit their teeth and cry because that's the big like, <laughs> oh, I love you, man. There's so many yep. emotions because it's not just love. It's always like mixed emotions. It's like I feel and I'm pressing my feelings against your feelings. I love yes. it. I love it. love it. It's pure, pure daddiness. Right. This is where um, we get into robbing from rich and giving to the poor, which he barely does yes. in this. Although, in, uh, in fairness, he does more than some of the other Robin Hood movies. Um, and yeah. this, they have them stop. Uh, he, they rob this like 19-year-old lady and this the lord. And boy, oh, yeah. she wants to fuck this 35-year-old man. She's oh. like, oh, what a rogue this man who is my dad's age is. It is. Yeah. Mm. He is. Mm. Slice me off a piece. He's like, my lady, uh, such a beautiful woman sh- shouldn't wear such whatever diamonds or whatever I yeah, say. Give me your fucking I'm diamonds. I'm going to rob you. It would have been so fucking funny if he just like shanked her. Like it was just like a real just dirty like, robbery. Hey, it's a it was like, give me the fucking jewels. <laughs> or even better, just stabs the, her father. Yeah, both It just leaves her yeah. alone. She's like crying. Yeah, yeah. Oh God, Kills the asshole. horses. Yeah, uh, they're just like really <laughs> shitty about burn, their robberies yeah. every time. Burns the horses. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I do want to talk about because we have this protract like the sequence with Alan Rickman again, where he's all like, right. "It's all Satan for me, baby." He loves uh, just, Satan. Just random scenes where he's eating from a like a spell altar that's got like goat's blood and skulls on it, and, he, and just entrails all slopped on the again. table, and he's just eating from it. Yeah, no gradients. They're just like make him a fucking Satanist fucking goblin. Yeah. And here's the important part: is that or I think that this is one of the things that this movie does that's even more dad. And the reason that they'd make him a Satanist is because not only is he around satanic rituals and he's eating them up, uh, which gives us the justice thing you're referencing, but uh, it's like in the fugitive, it's all about being wrongly accused. And in this movie, Robin's family is a what they've been accused and it's well known that they're devil worshippers but it's actually the sheriff of Nottingham who does that shit in general i think the wanted man kind of concept is something we see in dad movies because it's just huge wish fulfillment it's, it's a like, rogue not Love only are rogue. you wrong i'm gonna prove that the guy that you think is right is actually the guy that you yeah. think i am it's underestimated like i'm the underestimated misunderstood rogue that's yeah that's clever and it's gonna show you all up i'm gonna show you all yeah and again it's just so it's it's just so funny how not 
Unlike, uh, so we just covered Master and Commandment, Commander, and in that movie, there's a part where Paul Bettany is just like, "What you're doing is wrong," and like, "You're you're getting us all killed. You're reckless, right?" And the mm-hmm. moral of that one is, "No, he's not. He's fine." And this one, Christian Slater does the exact same thing. He yeah. says he's going to get us all killed. This is reckless. And then the movie's like, "No, he's not." <laughs> Say the no, chorus. No moral gray areas. Do we question? Do we question our own morality and our what we're doing is right? No, no. We absolutely fucking don't. Are you out of your mind? No. Yeah. And it's just like you started a war, and he's like, "We're already at war." Yeah, and that says it all, right? It's like, well, then if you're u- unilateral like that, then I yeah. guess we all have to listen we're fighting, to you. We're fighting the godless French or this godless sheriff and his fucking yeah. baby-faced priests, his yep. big baby man priests. They're oh, all yeah. bad. All <laughs> they're bad. all bad. They're all corrupt. And we're gonna uh, do even cor- the holy places. If you're righteous, you can be a bad boy in holy places. And that's where he yep. stabs Rickman in the face and. Rickman, you mentioned already, he's just so good. I just love that he's running through the halls, slapping random peasants. Like yeah. just, they just shoving people over. And Alan Rickman, yeah. the actor, just the gall for him to just go around and be like, yeah, I'm just going to slap this person for no reason. And I feel like it's definitely a situation where like maybe those actors, maybe he talked to them better. I mean, he seems but like a nice guy, possible. but yeah. it does feel like people are like, did he just fucking it's slap very me? very surprising. Motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we get this back and forth between Robin Hood burning, getting seen villages being burned down by the sheriff of Nottingham. But then, you know, he steals all their blood money and he's building a town that serves as a refuge for mm. all these unhoused peasants. Abe, he's yeah. building a tree house, which he's is building, a very dad thing to it's do. Just, that's a boy thing. But it's like, yeah, that's but absolutely. dads build the tree houses. That's true. And he's building the coolest the fucking coolest tree house. One. Oh yeah, my God, it's, it's got so rope cool. swings and all sorts of dildos that you can like, you you know do like weird shit with like mm-hmm. it, it's so cool like it probably has a tv in there he is yeah. making the best yeah. tree house it's ever like made. goonies shit yeah, yeah dude uh one thing i wanted to just kind of backpedal about this whole montage is i wanted there's that speech where he gives these like one man protecting his home is stronger than 10 hired soldiers yep and i'm like i don't know where you found that out <laughs> but yeah. like yeah. Uh, again very dead gotta protect your home but it's so it's super funny because in this speech he makes it very clear kind of master and commander he is not above using child soldiers no we love child soldiers he loves child boys soldiers will be boys boys, boys will, will be, be boys they gotta learn somehow boys will but, be child soldiers but we get that another hallmark of daddy films we get that training montage these farmers and peasants are building arrows Having a good time shooting. Guerrilla warfare, very dead. Underestimated. Once, They're underestimated. I want to build an army. Just once in my life, I yeah, want to build an army. They're clever. They think on their toes. They're, yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, yeah. Scrappy. They grab a fryer. They horse a fryer. Yeah. They horse and I them love good. The end of the uh, montage where it's like the peasants are now good at bows and arrows. But as true to like the dad mythos, the movie takes its time to remind us that Robin Hood is the best at arrows yes. though. He improves everyone, but he is basically perfect. He does. Uh, yeah. He does pointy stick best. And uh, one more, one more thing about this like sequence is that it's important that when he's given food and coin to the masses and everyone's like, bless Robin Hood, he's in the back 
at a distance, telephoto lens, not taking credit for it. Yep. Humility is a key virtue for Meanwhile, that literally cuts to Alan Rickman, who's like, call off Christmas. And it's just comic book evil shit. But he, to counter Robin's humility, he finds that someone has graffitied a scar on his statue. And he's real broken up about it and tries to like smear it off. So it's yep. like you have these dueling kind of you have these split protagonist kind of situation well not split yeah. protagonist again but it's very funny because characters. it's just watching like robin hood plan while the sheriff just gets more and more worked up is basically what you get that's that's most of act two yeah. yeah which is funny because if you showed the the sheriff putting together a scheme it would make him more formidable but it is just him being like nah and yeah. like just whining um, and then, yeah, they horse the friar who I love. He like is like, I'll fucking kill you all. And then he's like, join us. And he's like, yeah, I'll join you. And it's like, oh, OK. All right. That that was weirdly easy. Yeah, uh, and, now okay. it, and now it's time for him to show his chick his cool tree house. Oh. Yeah. Maid Marian goes to Sherwood Forest and finds herself a piece of bathing Kevin Costner. Yeah. So in the 90s. We really loved, like, we were like, women, you love the buns of men because they want to, mm. I assume, peg them, right? It's yeah. all a pegging thing that women wanted in the Sh 90s. Sure. Pegging was huge in the 90s. So in, the, like, these movies, they'd always show their ass, specifically Kevin Costner's ass. Mm -hmm. um, and here it is in all its glory. She In a waterfall. She, yep. Yep. Like a fucking, like a siren. Like those ass cheeks just calling. <laughs> and also we get a good shot of his hairy ass chest. Yep. He's got he's got real, real hairy chest. Yeah. And she's Very like, God, good. I want to peg that man. I want to take a medieval strap on. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Peg, peg Kevin Costner. Wooden, wooden strap on. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's got to be wooden because it's, you know, yeah. it's medieval times. Um <laughs> so I want to ask a question because they have in the sequences, there's a little bit of introspection about like, you know, what's, what's Robin Hood doing? Where is he going? How much introspection is the perfect amount for a dad movie? Because sometimes it feels like none, none, but, no, 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 none. Yeah. But I think true dads need to be seen a little vulnerable. You think, uh, well, I mean, not so. I mean, I'm not just talking about superficially, like getting kicked in the balls or like losing a battle, but like they actually sometimes do express feelings. Like a dad movie does need that. Oh we yeah, need I to mean, get a little judge, we've talked about this, but yeah, there still seems to always be. It's kind of the reverence thing, right? A dad needs to rebel, but not from the greater system. Exactly. A dad needs to have feelings, but not so much to undercut the fact that it's like, no, exactly. he's always right. He's still so. right all the time. But we do get a, a whole sequence, a whole scene that's pretty, you know, back and forth about Robin regretting how he left his father after right. his mother's died. And he's like, the last words I said to him were in anger. So he's got regrets. He's oh, yeah. still. Yeah. yeah what yeah, happens yeah. basically is it's like the coolest date ever. Right. He like delivers a baby real quick. Yeah. He's always things to be like look how good i am yeah, um they saw one they point saw says, some like, racism just, a little yeah. more yeah <laughs> um they have <laughs> what a party I love is they have a party it's all great everything he looks like fucking awesome and i like that when they say goodbye i like that duncan just gets fucking deported yes. by costner he's like take duncan will you because he's take really bumming old, us out <laughs> this old blind man yeah, he's, he's not like, supposed to be i don't want to do i don't want him and you're like well put him somewhere give him a good home <laughs> give him a Bring good home, home yeah and i like that he's like Find i'm a blind, family. but there's still some things i can see and then he's just like i'm out of and he's like yeah movie. he's like cool man get out of here 
Um, uh, I liked later when the horse takes him back. I was always imagining the horse just takes him on a like just completely yeah. somewhere else, jumps just him in the ocean. And he's like, oh, where am yeah. I? Um, uh, he also lightly tries to kidnap her. He says, we have a, a rule bit. that once you see this place, you can't leave. And she goes, oh, we were blindfolded. And he's like, oh. Yeah, okay. she totally made that up. <laughs> yeah, she and totally he just sort of just like accepts it. It was like the, it's like <laughs> the most dispassionate half attempt at kidnapping someone. Yes, that's right. That's right. Uh, and I also like that he's. Uh, yeah, it's uh, there's a new sequence actually for me because I watched the VHS of this and it includes some scenes. This is the one that I watch now is the one based off like the the Blu-ray or whatnot. Which has right. like a longer cut. And I never had seen the scenes where the old rich bastards that like Nottingham is like sucking up to and they're like dividing up England. He brings in before the like Celtic barbarian. Uh, they just appear in the movie the way I saw it the first time. But in this one, they actually have this sequence where he's just like, and how are you going to defeat, you know, how are you going to control your own county? And he's like, I got a guy. And he's pulls out a Celtic barbarian who proves that he's so strong by grabbing a log from the fire and just putting it out on his hand. Yeah. And I think that that's also daddy trope. We need to show that Robin's opponent, it just has superior strength, but Robin's tactics will, you know, win the day. Oh yeah, for sure. <clears throat> um, yeah. Anyway, after, so this is where it turns after abducting Marion, uh, the n- Nottingham, uh, has his men follow Duncan and they get back to Sherwood Forest and we get this big battle scene. Important in a dad movie. We need that rugged action. And You're talking about the more. ambush at the treehouse? At the treehouse. The ultimate yeah, yeah, yeah. sin is just breaking the treehouse. They, um, yep. There's a sequence here where little John fails to be a daddy and Robin Hood succeeds as a daddy. Yep. Because yep. he has to, he has to say again. He's like, he's like delivering babies for them, like a real daddy would. Um, he's like, like holding them like a prize. And then Little John is trying to get his wife and child, who's over at uh, uh, on a burnt part of the treehouse. And Robin Hood swings in to save saves them himself, and then falls. And they think he died in the process. Um, right. We we yeah. know so in the movie. Jesus. The movie yeah. knows we know that he, of course, he's not dead. Um, but everybody thinks he's dead. Yep. And that's the, it's, and everyone's so sad about it until they see him and they're like, yep. And oh. this is, he gives the other, like, well, you have to, so people get captured. Right. And so the idea is, and will Scarlet gets sent back to betray Robin. So right. they, they have a bunch of their people. They're going to execute them. And he's, the sheriff is like, you're going to marry me. I'm not, uh, like and you I, don't, I'm going to hang a bunch of people f- as a wedding present, and but and she we get thinks a, Robin Hood is dead. But we get a good old planning scene. What remains of a ragtag team has a little diagram out of wood. Everyone get a little model. Yeah, everyone's got their place to be. This it's is also ragtag, baby. Yeah, it is. This is also where Will Scarlet reveals. To also have daddy issues, the same daddy issues as Robin oh, Hood, because yeah. they're brothers. He's his dad brother. He's his dad brother. And that's when they fucking headbutt cry. And that's, it's like, yeah. oh, yeah, dad brothers. That's beautiful. And now, now we're ready for our final battle to confront the evil, yep. uh, and the I evil can't, sheriff. Can't stress enough this entire time, Morgan Freeman just quietly <laughs> watching like these honkies yeah, just like, are these honkies a lot. Are weird. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're exhausting. So I like to get, think at the end of this, he's like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. 
I mean, he basically does. Yeah, he uh, fulfills his oath, and then he's just like, and he's Bye. like, I'm out of here. Yeah, I mean, he's gonna stay. I'm for gonna the go wedding, fuck my wife. Yeah, but I'm gonna go fuck my way back to Jerusalem. Um, here, so now we have the big. I mean, it's the the biggest set piece. You probably, if you've seen the movie, you know. Uh, but it's it's like this simultaneously. You know, they break the they break the people out of the uh, out of the. You know the, what it is, Abe? What execution? It's a heist. It is a heist. And everything um, has to come together. They have to get through because there's a weapon check dude doing a terrible job, uh, not giving anybody tags, just dropping them in a pile. And they have to get through. So they have to do heist shit. They have to go in disguises. They have mm-hmm. to be fucking George Clooney. It's, it's real like dad film heist where it's like, we got to be clever. But it all falls apart when the 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 cute kid, the young kid recognizes will scarlet christian slater and he's like you're a betrayer and i know this because you like before you had your reunion with robin hood where you're like we're brothers you were going to turn him into like the sheriff of nottingham so he says so he points him out uh and sheriff of nottingham is like well let's kill him too because i don't give a shit because i'm alan rickman and so it all falls apart and they they have to that's another thing. Quick on your feet. You yep. have, if when the plan goes to shit, you just have to wing it. And um, they, they do. And, and they fucking do. And it's great. And we get some daddy science because Morgan Freeman knows how yes. to make gunpowder. Like he's that's fucking right. Bruce Campbell in Army of Darkness. And we get explosions. The best kind of science. The, right? the, the best thing for a daddy film. And big, big credit to this film because... When Alan Rickman sees the explosion, it's like he's seeing the face of God because right. none of these people know what they're seeing. I like they're that. They're like, this is magic. This yeah, is magic. Like, what the fuck? Remember, They've never seen an explosion before. Our hero, who's supposed to be a, of above average intelligence, thinks that little men are inside a telescope. That's yeah. what we're dealing with here. Yeah. So it's great. It, like um, he should have a heart attack seeing this. Um, yes. And then... Uh, one of my favorite things, so like kind of fast forwarding a little bit through the, you know, the, the fight sequence. I, to... I want to note that Morgan Freeman does the power of dad speeches to rally the crowd. Oh, yeah. And then they all storm the castle and they catapult. Also science, also um, science which is also yeah. very dad because it's reckless. It's, uh, it's, it's thinking it's, it's, it's acting first, thinking later. Right. One of my favorite things about this movie is in the next sequence, we learn in this like shotgun sham wedding ceremony Alan Rickman and Maid Marian has. (laughs) Shit's gone real off the rails for Alan Rickman. The the priest says the sheriff of Nottingham's first name, which is George. Yeah, it's amazing. George. (laughs) Fucking George. George of Nottingham. George um, of Nottingham. I I just got a. It's so funny how it's it's this sequence where you're like, how did we get here? Where it's a priest under duress doing a wedding, um, while there's people banging on the door, while this old old witch is like, impregnate her. (laughs) It's like, oh, this has gone so bad. Yeah, and he's just like, I won't, I won't fuck her until I'm married. I'll do one thing one pure thing in my life and it's yeah. just like buddy, buddy. yeah uh, I, I also want to shout out the best line of the film and mm-hmm. a general so this movie is sillier and having more fun than we we're kind of explaining like it legitimately knows it's fun um and there's just one line that killed me that i forgot is when they're trying to break down the door and they can't morgan freeman goes damned english oak 
Like, yeah, what? <laughs> what a great line. This is just like, I want to remind you that I'm foreign. Yeah, just this is very funny. For this joke. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, cause it's like, to... it's like he's impressed by the, the, the craftsmanship, but he's mad at it. It's just funny. But they can't break through the door because of the damn English oak. So he slides out from the outside and propels through the window. And yeah. we get the final fight with Costner and Rickman. While well, Morgan Freeman beats up an old lady. Beats up an old lady and stabs her with a spear. He flings Rickman, her into a wall. It's one of the greatest things. Yeah. Uh, that fight. Rickman uses Robin's, Costner's father's sword. Yeah. So it's like, I'm going to kill you with daddy, which is a real kick in the dick. Also, yep. the sword is way too huge. So daddy's sword it, is the it's like a problem. Sword. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Big daddy sword. There's also and, a priest fight happening at the same time. Right. And there is a priest fight about this fight, though. One of the most daddy things. They make a fucking mess like more than they need to. Yes. Like they are ruining this room. And it, yeah, Kevin Reynolds likes that. That's the director. And he, he has a lot of movies where it's like his sequences for for action stuff. It's just like. Let's just really destroy this room. Yeah. You know, um, but I wanted to one last thing on the daddy sword thing is because the, I think it's important that a it's there's relevance to the going to kill you with your father's sword and the fact that it's like way big. Yeah. But he's Sheriff of Nottingham is killed by a tiny blade. It's just very funny to me. So it's all on how you use it baby you know like yeah. it's like the movie is just saying like you don't need a big sword but it's like yeah but i mean you kind of have that energy though you kind of do want to have the biggest sword like literally daddy is like like the granddaddy loxley and oh, the yeah. guy who had the hugest sword is the most revered person in the film uh and it's just like so what are you saying here what exactly are you saying yeah it's perfect it's uh yeah real dick energy in this whole thing lots yep. of dicks just slapping around like they're just slapping their dicks at each other that's really what it is and the movie basically ends like mary elizabeth and master antonio is just well, screaming and useless yeah Hallmark yeah again stuff. she doesn't help at all and She's then just like robin finally he has to do his oath so the old witch comes at him which i would argue she probably he costner could have handled it but morgan freeman kicks open the door and whips his sword at her doesn't even get his sword back and it's just like we're fucking done <laughs> yeah i'm done with this crazy curls place. the sword it's great it's, it's amazing. One of the I can't. Morgan Freeman kills shots. an old woman three times. Like he kills mm -hmm. her so many times. It's amazing. Like she keeps retreating, and he has to keep. That's like, the real. Yeah, that's the it's real like fight. Squashing a bug out. Yeah. You know? uh, but yeah, that's basically it. He kills everybody. My last note is yeah. Big Daddy shows up to kiss Big the Sean bride. Connery. I just like Smooch. that Morgan Freeman. The final thing is that when everybody bows, he doesn't, and he's like, "The fuck is this?" Like, <laughs> yeah. he's, he's like, like "More are shit. Are we gonna have fight? Are we gonna have to fight this guy?" What is <laughs> is, was, I'm misreading every situation. Yeah. yeah. Also, the movie ends with a line direct to camera, talking yes. to the audience. That's fucking unhinged. I mean, it's the Friar Tuck who's like a very playful character. You could argue that he's looking at it's a it's a reaction shot of him looking at robin hood yeah you could argue that but it is it's like a fucking looney tunes ending it's like ferris bueller shit. yeah it's very strange but it's because we're all having fun here and it's just but it is you know, like totally nothing like the rest of the film again the, the movie is fun like when he goes fuck me he cleared it which was an improv like there's right. some there's some great like self-aware almost meta fun in this but no one looks at the camera until the last shot and it's like what the fuck
What the fuck, indeed. Uh, well, that's that movie. That's Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. That is. Uh, let's talk about a little bit more of like, let's, we have a section where we put on our, you know, our thinking hats and our smoking jackets to the smoking room, mm. uh, where we discuss remarks and conclusions based off, okay, what does this movie add to, what have we learned about dad tropes? So, um, so I have, real quick. I have some new ones to throw in. And they're yeah. not they're not new. We talked about them in the last one. But I feel like two daddy things that we're identifying is stay the course. You stay yeah. the course. And there's no such thing as a gray area, a moral gray area. There's no good and evil. As, there's yeah. right and wrong. Robin Hood, again, they spend a minute saying, like, maybe it's bad to be doing what you're doing. You're antagonizing them. You're hurting people. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, they're like, no, he was right to do it. Yep. Stay the yep. course no gray area they kind of go between like together which is like the the hero like you question for a minute but then you're like nope he was nope. right and yeah and i mean this one has got a litany of like we got reverence for the higher system for other bros for you know this higher morality that has been corrupted on earth you know by sheriff nottingham women are in peril uh or uh, off-screen deaths uh, inciting incident is a tragedy. He's always using guile, only using violence when it's necessary. Like you said, staying the course, taking control of grief, just do your job. Yep. Being underestimated. He's constantly underestimated. Constantly. Uh, dicks. He, Did you dicks, say dicks? Dicks and dicks and uh, butts. Dicks and butts. We see and his di- butt, and we know that poop comes out of the butt. <clears throat> And the source of authority, declaring things you want because leadership, your leadership is beyond reproach, yep. is a is a constant, uh, you know, kind of feather in the cap of Robin mm-hmm. Hood. Um, he doesn't have daughters. He isn't a parent. But he, he does daddy stuff. He delivers babies. Mm-hmm. He helps take care of children. Mm-hmm. We have male bonding montages with yep. people getting better and building the town. I mean, it's more of a town inclusive thing. But, you know, we're still playing sports. We're doing archery. Yep. Um, he's sexually and physically powerful. Yep. Um, you mentioned the utilitarian code and making the hard decision. Right. You get the vibe that he's an everyman. We get big machines in this. Uh, we get uh-huh. trebuchets and Did whatnot. you mention rebellion? Rebellion, but not too much Vigilant- rebellion? Yeah, vigilante is reverence. more specifically. Yeah, reverence. Reverence for it. Uh, the world doesn't believe in you or thinks you're something you're not yeah. you're better than. Um, yeah. On top of this, I'd say Kevin Costner himself is a dad film Kevin person. Ke- That's something we're also noticing is yeah. clearly there's just, and you then know. of course, pegging, you know, pegging. classic dad film thing. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, this really is like, like look no further than the Kevin Costner's career. If you want a dad film, because he's really yeah. knows how to hit all the points. Yeah, exactly. Um, the last one I have is like my new one from last episode. I think all of these dad movies are, are just follow chronological, chronological linear story. Linear, uh, yeah. Keep it simple. A to B to C. None of this complex like flashback shit. Yeah, for sure. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I think that's it, man. That's I think it. We, one more thing. You got to tell us what the next one is. Because let me tell you, Abe, I genuinely forget. Okay, so everyone, we've talked about fantasy adventure this time. We're going to open up the genre, the Western, and oh, we yeah. are going to watch. We were thinking about Unforgiven, and that's definitely the right answer, but 
we cover Unforgiven like three times on this pod on this network. So we're gonna actually go even deeper, do a deeper cut, a remake from an older age, uh, but we're gonna do a modern version of it. And it's another Russell Crowe, and it's Christian Bale. It's three ten to Yuma. Go watch Woo! it. We'll see you in a month, baby. Hey, Dave, do you got um, you got anything to plug? Sure. Uh, I, I I have a podcast network over with Tom Ryman uh, called Gamefully Unemployed. G A M E F U L O Y Unemployed. Google it. Check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash gamefully unemployed. We have all kinds of podcasts for you to check out. Free ones and exclusive ones like Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and Spielboys, which those last two we actually do with the Small Beans. And then we have We Just Watch, Hypecast, bunch of free shit. Check it all out. You'll love it. I cannot give a higher recommendation than Gamefully Unemployed. Go check them out. Pegging. Try out. And try out pegging. Pegging. Oh. Yep. There's new pegging and there's pegging classic. You can't go wrong. That's how that's how we end every episode, right? Yep. Alright, thanks for listening. Good peg to you all. <laughs> <laughs>